1: Not such a good result for New Zealand. They ended up posting 255 for nine at the end of 50 overs only for Pakistan to roll them comfortably after 48.1 overs. Pakistan 258 for four. To talk about this, a man who played 15 one-day internationals for New Zealand, Andrew Ellis. He joins us on the program. Andy, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you? Good day, Mark. I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. You behave yourself over the New Year? Yes, no, as always.
0: No busy running around after the uh, the kids, so that um, always keeps me out of trouble.
1: I want to ask you this. I've always been curious. When you sit down as a one-day international outfit, what is, I, I, I mean, clearly you want your openers to go out there and score as many runs as possible, but what's the role of the openers in terms of setting the game up? What's then the role of, say, 3, 4, and 5 in terms of then trying to, I guess, take the game away from the opposition? I mean, what's the perfect template?
0: Yeah, I, I think generally teams sort of work around that 30-35 overmark. Um, and, you know, as the game evolves, obviously the run rate, the, you know, the standard run rate is starting to creep up a bit. But the wickets in hand component in one-day internationals probably can't be understated. Um, and that's been the, the, the way for many years now where if you've got wickets in hand going into those um, those last 15 to 20, then teams, particularly with their knowledge of T20 cricket, can then start lining up um, Well, they know what to do. 15 or 20 overs out, um, they know how to, how to put the hammer down. So, so you've probably got uh, um, a, a, a foot in both camps in terms of um, making sure you've got wickets in hand but ensuring that the run rate, is up to a, a, a mandatory standard mm. for the modern game.
1: You talk about the modern game now, but with the advent and popularity of T Twenty cricket, has that again seen evolution in the way, say, one day cricket is now played versus say the one day cricket that I watched, say, in the eighties and nineties, and even the first part mm. of the two thousands.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, those those run rates are uh, the, the driving force. You know, and and every player has been challenged with how they how they get to that run rate. Um, everyone's got different skill sets. Um, you know, how do you how do you turn the strike over? Because there's so many ways just to cat these days. Um, you know, which I like about the one day game, it actually does provide um, a, a more bigger range of players the ability to, to do really well. You know, those that can can get that strike rate through hitting pockets and running and those that can generate the strike rate through boundaries. So, um, I mean, I've always been a big fan of the one-day game. Um, you know, there's so much talk of it dying um, and being the first one to go in terms of the three formats that we have. But I mean, in terms of playing the game, you know, there's ability for you to come back and, you know, you can still, you can really see people's characters in the one-day game, which has, which again hasn't probably changed, that part hasn't changed over the years despite the, the changing numbers.
1: Mm. So so I, I, I look through this inning and one for one, which is not uncommon, th- uh, 37 yeah. for two and then 69 for three. So re- losing wickets regularly and then a nice little partnership and Daryl Mitchell was the next man out at 125 for four. We got through to 31.3 overs, um, and suddenly we were sort of 147 for five. We got tied up by their spinners, particularly Usama Mir and Mohamed Nawaz. Um, We we, we don't seem to be able to play spin that well. We've never been able to play spin particularly well. Is there an easy way of addressing this? Is this just something that goes with the subcontinent, or is this just...
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. It's the age-old question, isn't it, for, for Kiwis? Um, yeah, we've got some fantastic players of spin now. Um, and, you know, Conway, Latham, Williamson, Mitchell, um, you know, these are guys... But most of them are in that top half of the order. Um, it's natural... It is a systemic thing when it comes to spin bowling. I mean, its it's a question... You know, we're still answering from our own bowling point of view. Um, and again, that's probably for the bosses at New Zealand Cricket to address, you know, how do we foster um, that area of the game so that we can always mm. be a complete unit and and tour really well. I mean, our record at home speaks for itself. Um, but that's the same for every team as well. So how do we do that? I mean, that's, that's a real a challenge, but I don't think it's an insurmountable mm. one. I think there are levers that we could pull. Around pitches, um, around uh, captaincy, I think it's important. I think when you need a very good captain for spinners to flourish, and if you've got spinners bowling a lot of overs, then um, and the wicket's being challenging, then you're going to get batters. Um, you know, coming up with the skills is just natural, um, natural selection really that the the batters will have different problems to face. Mm. So. Um But can we create those pictures that are reminiscent of the um mm. of the subcontinent i I've played on quite a few in New Zealand, so I think our climate is a uh you know often we leap mm. on that, and I think that can be a bit inaccurate at times because i've mm. I've played in a lot of uh spinning wickets over the years around the country, particularly as the summer goes on and the and the groundsmen start to get a little bit uh you know <laughs> a little bit less water on the on the wicket.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, we actually played spin pretty well in the two tests. I mean, you know, we scored a lot mm. of runs in those two tests. It seems to be the ability to play spin under pressure to keep the run rate going. So I'll ask you this question for someone who, yeah. you know, played at the highest level. Is it easy to play more positively against fast bowling than it is to play more positively against spinners?
0: Um, again, I mean, you, you get on a low, slow wicket and the fast bowlers can become difficult as well um I think since we've had more a cricket to the subcontinent we're starting to see some of these players coming through with better skills um, but I do think you know when a good spinner is bowling quick and into the wicket um, it is very hard to get get after them um, but again that comes you know how do you get that strike rate up it doesn't necessarily need to be in boundaries how do you keep that that run rate ticking over through good running hitting pockets Um, Those types of things, things like people like Henry Nichols do very well, you know, Mm. and Tommy Latham does very well alongside Kane. So so there are ways of doing it. It's just a case of do you have those tools in the toolbox when the going gets tough or do you only have one gear? And that's probably the challenge for a young player coming Mm. through.
1: In the batting lineup, you go through it. Mitchell Santner 21, Henry Shipley on debut. I thought he bowled actually pretty well. Um, ended up going for a duck. Uh, Sally not out 15, Lockie Ferguson for one. Can you afford to not have a tail that wags these days? Have you got to be batting through at least number 10 to be an effective one-day outfit?
0: Well, yeah, probably. But, I mean, if you're relying on 8, 9, 10 to do your work, then I dare say you're not winning a great deal of your games it is the icing on the cake and they might get you out of jail, you know, one and 15. But um, if you, the bulk that top seven are not scoring the, the vast majority of the runs, then you're you generally not going to be putting it up. So I wouldn't be holding... To have someone like Henry Shipley coming in at number nine, um, you know, that's a hell of a talent to, to come in down there. Um, you know, I would have liked to see him probably bat a little bit higher in his natural position, but um, Mitchell Stanton was, I guess, ahead of him there. Um, yeah, I mean it's again like I, I I wouldn't be in the team talk putting the blame on those guys. You know, they'd be probably looking at the uh, the other the you know the the ones who are paid to to get the runs.
1: Mm, okay, only a, a short turnaround, twenty four hours, and they're back into it tomorrow night. We'll have live coverage here on SENZ. So, can there be anything done other than a little bit of reflection, a little bit of visualization in say the thirty six or forty eight hours between games?
0: No, no, nothing to be done, Mark. You just put it, put it behind you and um, take all the reflections and the the learning that you need to take to, uh, you know, to, to solve the same problems. But they're not technical things. They're uh, uh, game plan uh, um, things, decision making things. So that's all where all the reflection would be, and that that'll be where the focus is going on um, for the next game. You know, how do I, given um, if I if or one of them did make a decision that they would have made differently, then they'll reflect on that and then face with the same situation. Hopefully, if they have gone through that reflection process, then they'll be better for it in the next game.
1: OK, I just want to ask you this question because it's been one sort of a debate and one that we're going to try and get a bit of discussion around. We've got England coming here for two tests. We saw three spinners being played in the recent test series in Pakistan, which is a little bit of a one-off. Um, yep. When you look at those three spinners, who do you take in if you're only going to play one to take on England? Yeah, good question. Um, do, do, do you play Michael? Todd my Am I allowed to take him? You can take Todd Astle, <laughs> You can take um, you, you can take Michael Braceful, You can take yeah, Ish Sodhi. Uh, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, Ish, is, Ish is coming off um, some wickets, so there's some confidence there. He's um he's our most attacking spinner. Um, I don't think. I don't think we can be too defensive against this England team because they're just going to come after whatever we're really Yeah, and if we don't have some sort of wicket-taking ability within that spin bowling, then, you know, they'll just just walk all over us. I think think we've got to fight fire with a bit of fire there. Um, So I'd like to see Ish. Um, But again, we might revert back to our our seamers being the go-to and the spinner being, you know, the, the guy to give the seamers a rest. So if we revert back to that, then that might be a different conversation for Steady and Kane at the time. So it depends where how they want to take their 20 wickets mm. with seam because, I mean, if we, most of our wickets in New Zealand are from seam. So if that's where it is, then that's where you put your, your stocks and, and that might see Ish miss out if they don't see spin taking wickets against this English team. Mm. Then they'll they'll probably just um, go for that holding spinner. I, as a spectator now, probably not. I'd love to see Ish leg spinner having a go in there and, and starting to build a Test career. You know, for the future, I'd love to see that. Um, but whether it happens or not might be a different story.
1: Mm. Andrew Ellis, as always, we appreciate your time on the program tonight. Thank you.
0: No, thank you, Mark.
1: Greatly appreciated. Cheers.